transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Last week, yeah. sorry, hot dogs. Um, classic fashion. Wasn't the week off? Oh, your drink? My bad, folks. My, my bad. There you go. There it is. There it is. It's a magical time. It's matinee edition. We lost a podcast last week. <clears throat> Sorry, hot dogs. Um, Classic fashion. Like wasn't the week off? Oop, taking a drink. My bad, folks. My my bad. Uh, but either way, we're here now with episode 62. 60, 62B. <laughs> 60, yeah, 62, take two. Yeah. Uh, the, um, so we got, we, it's actually been... Like there hasn't been a ton of news that's been well substantiated, but there are, there are a few things. Actually, we we didn't plan this, but I started watching Kim's Convenience. Oh yeah, dude, yourself. it's fucking I, awesome. I love Kim's Convenience. I've ingested all of it. I'm I'm I like that uh, the dude who plays um, Jung is playing uh, fucking oh, Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be uh, sweet. He's and, he's hilarious. And Appa is, was in he he was in the Mandalorian. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what that's what actually got me in got me like got it like fresh in my mind. You mentioned that he was yeah. from Kim's Convenience. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, Kim's Convenience is awesome. There's actually a new season that I I saw just started. I don't, I don't think it's popping up on streaming anytime soon. But oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. But I think once it's done airing in Canada, it'll eventually head its way to Netflix. Make make the jump. Hell yeah, dude. But yeah, it's such a fucking good show. It's a great show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, watch Kim's Convenience Hot Dogs. Hell yeah. Um, next next up. I totally, because I lost it on the last episode, uh, HBO's got this dope show that we've been watching over, uh, called Warrior. It's basically oh, yeah, like yeah. A, a martial arts period piece set in like 1878, I want to say. Uh, so it has a lot to do with like the different tongs in, in, the, in the San Francisco area. And it's fucking cool. Nice. Like some really awesome like martial arts choreography. The story, the story is fun. I guess it's it's just it's <laughs> it's very much it just it's very much like Peaky Blinders uh, yeah, yeah. kind of vibes so, to it. You know what I sort mean? Sort of uh, criminal type stuff. Totally. Crime, crime, crime thriller, crime totally, drama. Totally. Yeah, it's like based off of like some Bruce Lee writings and uh, it's yeah. like a show. I guess apparently he tried to get produced back in the day. But racism. All right. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. Shall we? Uh, so, so what, what, what was next on the list here? Um, uh, we, Harry we Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh, we, we always be producing a Harry Potter show. Yeah. Go, go, Hufflepuff. Hopefully, we get more service to them outside of Fantastic Beasts. Do you think they? Do you think they're going to bring a uh, giant depth Grindelwald back in the series? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Hot. Topic. Actually, actually, Grindelwald's going to be played by Amber Heard. Um, <laughs> dang, that would be a fucking awesome switch i would <laughs> nobody would be that bold though no uh, no mads mickelson's much better yeah i was gonna say mads mickelson's in there uh yeah i'm, I'm, he, I'm he got yeah he got cast right yeah did we talk I, about that i don't think we did but i believe he i believe he did actually get cast yeah he got officially cast which is a good replacement he'll fit the same vibe for sure uh but the live action hbo harry potter series here's my question Harry Potter I've, based series because it could be a, it yeah. could be in anything you know not yeah. just Harry. That's Potter. a very that's a very wide world in the same way as like the Avatar universes. It's totally. ripe for spinoffs. Totally. Granted, there has been a lot of talk 
just among the Harry Potter fan base of people wanting like a Netflix style show. Mm. Cause then you get a longer period of time. And you're able to go into more than nitty gritty in the books, which yeah. is the criticism with some of the movies. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and that, that, I mean, that's like, I mean, one of the things that's always kind of off about movies is sometimes that when they adapt books, they have to gloss over too much because of the yeah. time frame. But yeah, I think it, I, I think either way delving into that world in a series of some sort is like a really smart idea because Absolutely. that will give you a little more leeway to play around with like the different elements and shit. Yeah. I mean, look at like Hogwarts legacy, the game that's coming out, which is like 120 years before the, uh, the events of the like books. Is that the RPG game I've been hearing? Yes. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be an open world RPG that's populated by students at Hogwarts that are partially made up of other players. So that'll be, that'll be sick. That will be sick. But yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of cool, because especially because I, th- I think that the, the fact that they've only really done the Fantastic Beasts uh, spinoffs as like the Mediocre only other like, really like property outside of the Harry Potter franchise, it's kind of a, it's, it's been kind of a lame duck thing. And they really Dude, need we to can like, do hop an, on that because it's rich as fuck. We can do an entire episode on the missed opportunities of the Fantastic Beasts movies. Oh man. Yeah. It's true it's, though. It's true. So I really hope that whatever HBO ends up doing, if this is a legit report does service to the property because it, it deserves respect. It deserves a level of care going into it. Oh, I mean, absolutely. like we talk about with Kevin Feige all the time and like Dave Filoni for star Feige. Wars, Feige, Filoni, the, he, they're <laughs> like those guys, they love the content that they produce. They are, yeah. they're fans of it. I think the Harry Potter community is large enough and it's been aged out enough that some of the people that were passionate about it as kids now understand the fundamentals of storytelling and are potentially in that industry. Yeah. So, and I really think like, like we've seen it, George Lucas fucked up star Wars. Like JK Rowling is out of JK Rowling's out of touch with fantastic beasts. (laughs) Filoni took star Wars back and made it fucking work. And like Stan Lee wasn't writing any of the MCU films. Like no. It's people that love those characters, but have a different perspective than the people that made them that create it, make it really interesting. Hell yeah. And that, I mean, that's, I, speaking to that, I just saw, there's this new storyline in the Marvel comics that's about to start. It's the Heroes Reborn. And okay. something that they, they kind of done before, but you know, they're touching, like kind of redoing on it. But anyway, the, the, the writer, Jason Aaron, he was quoted he as written saying, by Jason Aaron? Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, he was quoted as saying something to the effect of like, like I'm finally in this place where I can really like tap into like my childhood, you know, fan, my childhood comic, like kid, you know, who was like raised on this shit and like really start like unleashing the ideas that I want with these characters. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Like people that have finally like kind of aged into like those positions are like able to start like playing around with the world that they want to. And I, I bet you're right. I bet there are some like HP fans that, that hopefully can take a crack at that. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what's exciting. You see, like people making. Like, I was talking to Kate because she's a she's an English major. She's she loves writing. Mm-hmm. She's talking about how so many authors that get big now are fan fiction writers that just yeah. start riffing on stuff that they already loved, and right. they got big and they got discovered that way. Like that's interesting, and that sort of feeds into this. 
there's got to be a, a market for fan fiction of like really strange fan fiction like uh dude not not like that dirty stuff but like but not rule three four but but like like take like Nicolas cage's character from con air and all of a sudden he's interacting with like eddie murphy's character from the nutty professor yeah i was gonna say um, i was gonna say harrison ford's president from uh from air force one. Oh, they'd have to fight over that plane really hard oh yeah uh but you know like there's gotta be a market for like really 100 percent fiction 100 percent. that's interesting anyway uh yeah dude i i'm I, dude and we've I'd seen like, that bleed over into comics and stuff with like batman and ninja turtles and that shit oh for sure uh, I'll ju- I was just recording a coffee and contemplation where I was talking about King Kong, and Ooh, good segue. Uh, oh, shit, well, unintentional, but yes, <laughs> actually, <laughs> and uh, and I was talking once again about how much I fucking love crossovers. That's like even since, ever since I was a kid, like I love the idea of like random characters mixing, you know. And, yeah. You know, but uh, speaking of that, yeah, we had a trailer drop uh, on Sunday, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, we were we were recording this on the twenty fifth of January, <laughs> uh, and it was titled Godzilla versus Kong, and it was so, it was pretty fucking cool if you ask me. Yeah, nothing like a, nothing like a trap song being played under giant monsters hitting each other. Yeah, yeah, the, with eleven thrown in the mix. The um, <laughs> I forgot she was going to be in there. I know. I was like, I I didn't watch. Um, I'm yet to watch Kong Skull Island, and I'm yet mm. to watch. Um. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. So I will have to catch up because that trailer looked dope. It did, man. It looks uh, like it looks like exactly the dumb popcorn movie I'm down with. Oh, for sure. That's exactly what I mean. That was what uh Skull Island was when it came out. I, yeah. I believe, you know, and I just rewatched it and it it like a loaded has, cast. <laughs> it has some like some, you know, blah moments and weird weirdness, but like it for the most part is a pretty fucking fun movie. And Kong just like tears it up in that fucking movie. So like he's fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, I didn't and they had to one, scale him up. That was one of the things that I talked about on that on Coffee and Contemplation. I was talking about how they made it a point in Skull Island to re- like note that he was essentially like an adolescent in Skull Island. Yeah, and so they get like bigger. Yeah, yeah. So he's you know they theorized to have gotten bigger, and obviously he did because he's uh, laying fucking like blows straight on Godzilla. Like, yeah. What did he have? He had like a fucking axe at one point. Uh, maybe Thor <laughs> lent him his, but <laughs> it looked like it looked like a it looked like a <laughs> it looked like a small building with one of Godzilla's scales stuck to it. Yeah, dude, it was gnarly. But I mean, I I was I, like, this is this is some crazy shit. I almost guarantee you it's something that like the humans help him discover that like his ancestors have wielded in the past so this, or something. This is you know interesting. I mean? Yeah. They talked about how there's a war between like the Kaiju and the, mm-hmm. and the, the Kongs or something. And they're the last two standees that got duped out. Well, it's more What's, or less like a war between like a variety of different, like huge yeah. monsters. And the, and Kong is just like part, like one of the species involved. in. Yeah. That. So what's interesting is the trailer really paints godzilla as an antagonist like they show godzilla ripping up a city for fucking no reason yeah but they also show this is where this is where it comes into the the, theory craft theory theory i have a couple theories you said you had one so we can uh yeah i mean i really think that there there's like shots of like mecha godzilla kind of like hidden in there wait really yeah and there's like there's like schematics that you can kind of see on like a screenshot 
in one scene that like kind of like looks like the mecha godzilla and uh and there's like this briefing like brief shot like right above the subway uh and you can kind of see these like red and like silver going by and it, like if you freeze it it looks like mecha it kind of looks like mecha godzilla in a way so here's that that's that's one of the theories i was going to say is yeah. that oh yeah uh, I, I saw somebody i saw somebody theorize that the godzilla we see being a bad guy essentially is mecha godzilla yeah godzilla will pop up at the end of the movie and fight with kong yeah i I think i think it's something to that i think it's i think it's something something to that effect yeah maybe maybe not maybe maybe godzilla's being driven crazy by something going on and yeah him and kong duke it out and then mecha godzilla shows up and him and kong smack down mecha godzilla or something i don't know so here's and here's my other theory yeah i think kong's gonna come on top here because he's yet to be referred to as king kong Oh, Godzilla's yeah. king of the monsters. Yeah, strip the title. Maybe. I mean, I think it, I, I love I love King Kong. I think he's like a really fucking awesome, like fun giant beast character. Yeah. Uh, I just think it'd be a real disservice to both those characters to assume that King Kong would be able to beat Godzilla, and that, that's <laughs> and that's the that's the problem I have is that, is that like is that like. And they know this. It's like Batman fighting Superman. In reality, you got to find a way for them not to fight each other in the end, because you can't ruin both those characters. And, and hey, or you you take a scale from one of the over the overpowered side and you give it in the form of an axe to the weaker side. Maybe just like the Kryptonite staff. Gimli tossed his in, man. Dude, like, I have it an came I- from somewhere. And my axe. I have an I have an idea. I have an idea. At the end of the movie. Kong's got Godzilla pinned, and then Godzilla says, "Martha." <laughs> Everything stops, and, and Kong is an emotional meltdown. Yeah, I just think you know, like one of the one of the kind of big beast movies, the tropes that they look like they're playing on is that you know Kong has like a bond with uh, some small child, and yeah, I, dude, I, that's I my least that, favorite shit about these movies. I was just gonna say that. I was like, I wish they would have bought, like, not bothered with that. But Aaron Taylor Johnson in uh, the first Godzilla. Oh yeah. And where it was like, why the fuck does this giant monster care? Like, it's, about this why, are there are there souls tied? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's going on? Like, either either make some sort of like, <clears throat> wild explanation that we can like you know willfully suspend our disbelief on, or like. Don't yeah. do it because it's just played the fuck out. But either way, they, they looks like they touch tips, so that's gonna happen at some point in the movie. You know, you know, here's <laughs> here's one thing for me. I can I can give it more of a pass with like Godzilla and King Kong because they are more forces of nature rather than characters, it seems mm-hmm. like. I think less so with King Kong, but more so with Godzilla. Like they're mm-hmm. so fucking powerful and they're so distant from the human form. What pisses me off is shit like Transformers not paying enough attention to the Transformers and just focusing on Witwicky. God damn it! Well, exactly. Like, and that's you know that's what they their danger of all those like all all these recent movies are. It's like they they ride this line of like caring more about the human point of perspective than like just doing some sort of big giant monster movie. No, and, I. I want to see what your perspective is on this. I'm a Pacific Rim apologist. Not the second one. The first one. I I watched the first one like once and I don't think I watched it ever again. I, not, I, not, not, I like not any, with any dislike. I just sort of like, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a perfectly fun movie. That movie gets shit on a lot for some reason. But I feel like it does the, it, it nails the balance really well. 
because of the because the the character is so tied to the uh the conflict yeah i mean i always i I, i'm still fingers crossed waiting for that uh cloverfield pacific rim crossover oh boy (laughs) what the fuck is cloverfield at this point it doesn't make any sense though no 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 no, that last like the last netflix uh movie i think I think it was a Netflix movie. Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, yeah. It ends with like a giant beast coming out of like a fucking portal or something. Dude, like that, that Overlord movie. You seen that horror like horror I, action film? I have not, but isn't isn't that a that J.J. Was, Abrams movie? It, well, it is produced by J.J. Abrams, uh, and it has our favorite, uh, uh, one of our favorite actors, uh, Ian DeCastaker, oh. who played Fitz. He <laughs> dies nearly instantly in it. Oh, okay. uh, he star that power. Was, that was supposed to be a Cloverfield movie. Oh really? It has no fucking connection to the rest of it, but it was supposed to be a Cloverfield movie. Well, they start playing with the idea of like alternate times and stuff like that, and all like, real- realities. Speaking of, we, I was gonna say we need to <laughs> we need to keep this moving. Yeah, yeah. But what a what a what a good segue. What a good once again unconscious. I we're just, think we're just knocking them out these this episode. Special uh, podcasters here at Old Heart Radio. Let's take a moment to thank our sponsor, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Old Heart Radio or Old Heart in Space, respectively. Yes. And Oatly, Oatly. Oatly, goddammit. Where are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I. we have to obviously talk about the first three episodes of WandaVision because yeah. the first two are you know they have like very similar vibes and then it transforms yeah, it's like 50s like like 60s right for sure for sure and like there's definitely weird moments in the first two and you kind of keep getting this like yeah specifically the dinner the end of the dinner scene yeah where it yeah. was where the man starts or uh, vision's boss starts choking and his wife is like a buffering computer that yeah, is unable keeps, to recognize that something traumatic is happening she just keeps creepily saying stop it like yeah and oh like, god that was fucking weird yeah and then uh you know and then further on you see like things like uh the the sword agent coming through this the sewer and wanda rewinding the whole yeah that was in like, episode two yeah well and you know it's just in general like these these two episodes you, uh, like the radio and stuff as yeah, well you have exactly you have these really interesting like I think i said it on the last episode but you get these like really interesting like truman show vibes from like scenes like or the, the children oh exactly you get these yeah. like, just like really strange strange instances and like obviously they're building up for them like having kids which uh finally just, happened yeah which does kind of happen that uh, in, in true sitcom fashion where the baby is easily six months to a year old and is perfectly clean and swaddled as soon as it's birthed yeah, we took that was just that was that was a very uh very good swap, I suppose. But they, that's that's they very that's very seventies because this this episode we're ta- we're talking episode three. Um, it was very much oh the Brady Bunch, right? Yeah, that's what I was, gonna say. I was like, I'd say like the first the first two episodes were definitely like I Love Lucy, Dream of Genie, Dick Van Dyke, you know, Dick Van Dyke, Bewitched, and then it transforms into like. At, you know into like a the brady bunch essentially which is like yeah. they even use like a really similar font uh for the title and stuff like that dude i'm waiting for the full house episode because there's, that's coming and i really hope we get a cameo of the other olsen twins that'd be really <laughs> fucking that'd be ridiculous but that'd be, that'd be hilarious um but like you know you, you get glimpses of weird shit happening and you kind of know that like some situations going on after the first two episodes and you dive deeper into that into the third episode. Uh, 
but but it's a it's really centered around uh wanda's like inexplicable all of a sudden fucking pregnancy yeah it just keeps like getting you know the time just keeps going by faster and faster it seems i will say if this episode's saying the trend this show got much more unsettling a lot quicker for sure than i expected like specifically there was that moment where um the where vision's like i think something's wrong with you wanda Mm -hmm. and then it and then the then it there's a a beat and it cuts back yeah i honestly thought something was wrong with disney plus yeah, dude, it was such a it was such a good edit. Like, but it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> it, was. it was. She just immediately fixes the situation. Like, he starts yeah. going down this path. She's like, nope. And and that's and again, you just know that like, whatever she's doing, she's controlling this this whole situation. It seems like outside of what, perhaps some of the people around her, I don't think I. At the end of the episode, you learn that. Geraldine probably works for sword or shield or something because she looks looks like she's, you know, blasted out of the fucking zone. And there's like a whole like military setup around this place, this like town or whatever. Right. But like, I don't think she's the only potential agent in that situation. Yeah. I think that they're like, most likely, I think they're trying to send in agents. Yeah. And they're getting like pulled into the, into the uh sitcom universe and like getting wiped and getting put into this mindset of this is their existence because we see other characters like slipping a bit you know exactly like there's the neighbor i can't remember his name but he was like using a hedge trimmer like stanley or something he was just like digging into like their like their cinder block wall or not cinder block but they're like brick wall or whatever and like it you know it's like these weird glitches but then there's like that agnes character who shows oh, up and just like I don't know what she's like why she shows it like she just happens to be Dude, there or something I think like I, I, I think like she's the, um oh, we were talking about it last week do you think she's like uh working I mean she's either working for she's gotta be working for somebody I think or she's like propelling the situation in general. yeah I either but think like, she is because somebody's doing this to Wanda somebody's yeah. convincing Wanda that this is or like somebody's like, manipulating her yeah yeah so I think she, I wouldn't be surprised if she is the antagonist. And like, I saw somebody thinking that like, oh, maybe Sword's doing it. And I was like, ah, that, I, I don't really expect that though. I don't, you know, I don't think, I don't think that whoever's monitoring the situation is doing, is like forcing Wanda to do it. I think Wanda, yeah. I think you're, I think you're pretty much right. I think, I think Agnes', Agnes is, character uh, is, is like, it's like feeding Wanda yeah. something that's like making her like want to use her powers in this way. Yeah. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, um, Enchantress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enchantress. That's right. Is, uh, Kate with her very keen eye noticed that there is a green Scarlet Witch headdress in the, uh, in the end credits, which is associated right, with Enchantress. Right. So that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's what I immediately thought. Yeah. That's a good call. And, you know, I think honestly, and I see this floating around all over the internet, but I kind of agree with that. I think it leads to the inevitable big villain, next big, big villain of the MCU, which will probably be Mephisto. Yeah. I mean, like if they're going to do the multiverse, it should be Mephisto. Well, Mephisto is always trying to get his hands on Wanda's kids. So yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the kids die by the end of it, you know? 
I wouldn't either in some like creepy rosemary ba- rosemary's baby sort of way where like yeah. everybody around them's like for the children and then like one of them eats the, eats the baby's arm or something like that you know so, like, not that that happens to rosemary's baby <laughs> maybe maybe the director's cut I'm just envisioning some weird shit like that like it's it's got to be I don't think it's going to end on a good note you know what I mean oh no way I, I it's it's all going to go to shit and that's what happened at the end of this episode of episode th- at the end of episode 3 right it yeah. just gets like the sinister dial just gets turned up and, and yeah. you're just like, you know, Sushi, just- it, it was very, it was um, pretty crazy seeing Geraldine like switch on when she mentioned Pietro and was like yeah. Ultron killed her, which yeah. I want to throw that. I want to throw this out there. James Spader's credited as playing Ultron in WandaVision. Oh yeah, dude. So I bet they have some sort of flash. Like there's gotta yeah. be something. Yeah. Because he was pretty formative in her, like, kind of, like, first using her powers, it seemed like. So, quickly, like, I want to throw this out there. Yeah. I wouldn't be totally down with Ultron coming back. I wouldn't either. James, Ultron, Ultron's a James, really Spader, James Spader was fucking wasted in Age of Ultron for just killing him there. He was so good. And also, Ultron's, like, a big villain in the comics. Yeah, dude. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he could easily be a recurring character and yeah and but yeah spader i i wonder if spader would be into doing that i mean all he'd have to do is do some like light voice acting basically yeah he did mocap for the uh for Ultron, but then like that's that seemed to be extraneous for a character that didn't have any facial expressions yeah but i mean that'd be yeah i bet we'll see like a little bit of his his Ultron, but it was it was also just wild hearing her drop the his name, you know, in the context yeah. of the show, and you're just like, and then like, yeah, just Wanda's reaction to that, and then just booting her from the reality, like that that was that was fucking trippy, dude. It was just like, yeah, dude, you're gone. Uh, I mean, like it sort of confirmed one of my theories. We talked about this on the now lost episode, but uh, my theory my theory was that like Wanda had created a dome, and it was yeah. like a little house of them, you know. Yeah where everything was in that dome was under her control and she was suggesting these this to everyone that this is their existence now yeah like, like in house of m it's the entire world but i think in this context it makes a lot of sense yeah totally they uh, yeah they do a really good job of kind of like t- like taking some story elements and just you know you, using them in different ways but yeah you're right like it's like it, i can't remember the name of the town but it like it looks like it's centered in some sort of some particular town. And, you know, like I said, they have um, like, it looked like they have like a whole like surveillance encampment and like, yeah, they were fucking on Geraldine as soon as she got thrown out of it. Yeah. Do you know, do you like, does, I, that's, I want, like, I wonder if she's like aware of her powers and stuff at this point. Geraldine? Yeah. I, I doubt so it. Yeah. Cause that's like, well, I mean, like, I expected her to be an agent and then eventually, like, because she's cast in Captain Marvel 2 already. Yeah. So I, that's where I expected her to get powers. Fair. I mean, I, I want, yeah. And I'm just, I, I'm wondering where her character's at with that. But yeah. Oh. Um, who anyway. was it? I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking of another character off the top of my head. I forget if they were going to be in Captain Marvel 2, but I saw some stuff about America. Um, oh, America Chavez. Yeah, America Chavez. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and, and I don't know much about that character. So I'm not like super familiar with that character. I was just reading something about it. Like, I, I think she has like these portals or something. Yeah. yeah exa- I was just going to say, she's, like, on, she's, like, she's a member of like, the ultimates. So teleportation type abilities. So. She's a member of the ultimates, which are like the Avengers on crack. So 
yeah the ultimates dude i loved the first like the first couple ultimate series i thought they were really dope when they came out was it like well just because just because it was like a way more like grounded but interesting i'm I'm not i'm not talking like the ultimate universe i'm talking like what are you talking about like there's a new team called the ultimates that are like it's like captain marvel black panther um blue marvel and america that makes way more sense and like silver surfer and they're just like the other than black panther they're like the characters that are so wildly powerful it makes no sense for them to be on earth fair Fair. yeah (laughs) that lineup does sound i don't know much about blue marvel at all but they're essentially the guys dealing with the stuff in deep space all the time that makes sense well that's kind of cool uh, yeah, I'm interested. And also, they seem to be like pulling some really like it, like they seem to be pulling a lot of like interesting characters into potential TV shows. Dude, I mean, up, this, is, this is this is a cool thing. Like, WandaVision is so tonally different from anything we've seen in the MCU yeah. before. I mean, like we'll go back to the norm for a bit with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but then we get Loki, and like I think Dude, the TV Loki looks dope. I know it looks fucking sweet. I think the TV, I think the TV outlet gives. It gives room for more creative expression than the movies themselves. Mm-hmm. I think like Doctor Strange was getting a bit out there for the films, you know. Fair. And but then like you go to TV, you can pull off a lot weirder shit, and people will be down. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I think I think it, so far it's really interesting, and and I've read that uh, Paul Bettany was like doing an interview, and he was talking about how the next episode, episode four they like even ramp it up even more so it's supposed to i guess the next episode that so far it's been like it's been really cool to see that like it's the first two is kind of like a subtle you know like the weirdness got kind of like stranger in the second episode but then the third episode it definitely like yeah it's kind of sinister and the next one's supposed to be even even worse so if i'm like just just thinking if this is where we're starting with uh, with WandaVision, yeah, and we're three episodes in, it's already getting pretty tense at some points. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be a fucking nerve wracking show by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't disagree it's gonna, with that. Man. It's gonna be like it's it's gonna be mind fucking by the end of it. It's gonna be insane. Yeah. There's, it's by far the most tense thing in the MCU so far. Definitely. Like, cause you just know, man, it's just like, there's all these weird signs all around them, but you're just like, well, but you're really just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, we're, we're yet to be explained why the fuck vision is there. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like that alone. Like, like I doubt he's even real. No, probably not. Uh, yeah. Which, which would just be like in itself, just fucking wild. Like, you know just, what this makes me want to do? It makes me want to pick up that Vision comics comic run from a few years back. I think like mm. 2015 where he makes himself a family and they live in the burbs. Yeah, yeah. And because I heard that that's phenomenal. And it's like, it, even though it's a Vision comic, not a Scarlet Witch one, it mm. seems like a lot of the inspiration is coming from that. Yeah, I've been seeing like panels of that floating around and like yeah, and like yeah, some crazy right. it shit. Would, it would be kind of interesting to pick up, man. Somebody I, saw the somebody saw the green the Grim Reaper head in the uh, intro of the second episode. That's what I'm saying, man. There's ooh, a, ooh, timer. Oops. There's definitely like, I don't know. You just you just know some shit's gonna go down by the end of the season. This, this oh season. yeah. I think this 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 is gonna be the jumping point into the next set of the uh, the next generation of the MCU. By far. Hell yeah. All right. Speaking of jumping, we're going to be jumping 
off of this podcast. Because, yep. uh, go uh, make sure you're watching WandaVision because it is really fucking worth fucking it. Fucking awesome. Watch Kim's Convenience too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We gave you something on HBO, something on Netflix, something on Disney Plus. All right. Now you yeah. got homework. There you go. Catch the hot up. dogs. Do it all. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, yes. At Old Heart Radio. Oh, don't forget there to subscribe to the YouTube. Just look up Old Heart Radio. We're probably on that list somewhere. Somewhere. Go to channels. Yes, go to channels. And don't forget to call Dr. Oatley and to tell him to give us free oat milk. We there you it. go. We need it. And if we don't use it, we'll sell it. We'll, we'll sell it for, for so we can start. Oh, I, by the way, here's a fun tidbit for you, hot dogs. I have a friend of mine working on like five shirts that are going hey, to have. 